Less time on Left Behind. I have an invitation for a meeting with Carpathia. Another meeting. I called Buck, by the way. Really? No answer. Uh, Mr. Williams, you are not Catholic, are you? I want you to increase the pressure. I thought, uh, I thought you might want to see my new place. Uh, maybe you could drop over late tomorrow morning and we could go get some lunch. So, you're actually going? My instincts as a journalist say, of course, go, no question. But I know who this guy is, and the last time I saw him, he put a bullet through two of his closest friends. Sit back, Mr. Williams. Relax. Enjoy the ride. Based on Tribulation Force, the second book in the best-selling series, Tyndale House Publishers proudly presents episode 15 of the dramatic audio edition of Left Behind. this man has studied in secret, every day poring over ancient texts and holy books. His wife and two teenage children have watched him become engrossed in what may be the most exhaustive search of holy writings in history. He is Rabbi Zon ben Judah. I was commissioned by the Hebrew Institute of Biblical Research and given the task of looking through a mountain of material, all of which relates to Messiah. It has been the most difficult and the most rewarding work of my life. It came as no surprise to this scholar who speaks some 22 languages that his findings would be published. But he is a bit shocked to know his message will be broadcast on worldwide television. I do not pretend the program will compete with the American uh, situation comedies or your violent programs, but I do believe it will be worthwhile. The study has included sacred works of all the major religions of the world. Many believe Dr. Ben Judah may win a Nobel Prize for his work. The much-anticipated findings of this exhaustive search will be unveiled one week from today in a live broadcast from Israel. What right does he have? He's not even related. The family will contest this. You the know that. The document is airtight. I don't believe it. Jonathan would never leave his family out of his will. We have no recourse but to file a suit You today. can file all week, but you know as well as I do, you do not have a leg to stand on, and you can file anyway. Please, let us not soil the memory of my dear friend and your loved one any longer. I am sole beneficiary of this fortune, and... I am prepared to give each party here one hundred million dollars. Oh. You will never, under any circumstances, reveal this information or contest the will. And I will take the estate of Jonathan Stonegall and use it for the greater good of humankind. Pancon 45 X-ray taxi to position and hold. Position and hold 45 X-ray. 
You been check-riding 777s for a while? I'm only here to take notes, Mr. Steele. I'm not here to chat. I'm not here to bail you out. I don't touch the controls. I answer no questions. You got it. Pancon 45 X-ray cleared for takeoff. Runway 7 left. Right turn heading 120. Contact departure 121.7. Good day. Clear for takeoff. Pancon 45 X-ray. Good day. I don't imagine you get coffee either, do you? Proceed, Mr. Steele. Uh, huh. I, uh, don't mean to tell you how to do your job, but, uh, that was the Midtown Tunnel exit. We're not going to the UN. Okay. <laughs> so, tell me, why was I booked under a fake name on the flight in? Mr. Williams, you're not a patient man, are you? Well, I'm a lot less patient when I don't know where I'm going. Sit back. You'll be taken care of. And what if I... Sit back, Mr. Williams. Feels a lot different than the 47. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do I find out how I did? About a week. This is for you. What's this? I was asked to pass it along. Good day, Mr. Steele. Yeah. Nice flying with you. Hmm. Captain Steele, I assume, I assume you, know you know that, that the, the brand, brand new Air Force One is a triple seven. Your friend, Hattie Durham. Mr. Williams, follow please. You will dine with the gentleman in the booth by the window. Should it bother me that I don't see Mr. Carpathia? I will be back for you at 1.30 sharp. But Do there's... not leave without me. Cameron, how good to see you. Dr. Rosenzweig. <laughs> Come, sit down. Please forgive me. My stomach was making so much noise, I had to order a salad. <laughs> Perfectly all right. How long are you in town? Not much longer. By the end of the week, we finish preparations for Nikolai's visit to Israel. Mm, excellent cucumber. Mm. Cameron, I worked hard to make sure you were invited. How could you have missed... Such an important meeting. I, uh, I don't understand it either. So you don't want to tell me. All right, I, I will let you work that out with Nikolai. Let me ask you something, Doctor. Why am I here? So the uh, journalist in you comes out, huh? <laughs> I will tell you what I am allowed to tell you. The rest will come from Nikolai himself. He flies to Washington late this afternoon for a meeting with the president, so you have only 30 minutes. He's such a humble man. <laughs> you find Carpathia humble? As humble as any leader I have ever met. He has come from nothing to be secretary general of the UN. Uh, excuse me, you know that in exchange for stepping down... Yes, yes, yes. Nikolai has told me all about that. Giving the formula to the country of Botswana was simply a, a gesture, a, an experiment, a, a model. So Carpathia plans to broker your formula for favors? No, 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 you're missing the point. I have persuaded the Israeli government to license use of the formula to the new secretary general. For what? Yeah, billions of dollars? I need no money. Israel needs no money. Then what could Carpathia offer that's worthy of the trade? What 
has Israel prayed for since the beginning of her existence. And I'm not talking about her rebirth in 1948. From the beginning of time, as the chosen people of God, what have we prayed for? Shalom, peace, pray for the peace of Israel. Sorry, I must have the wrong address. I was oh, are looking... you looking for Buck? Yeah. I was Hi, just... I'm Alice. Uh, he's not here right now. Um, I needed to move some stuff into the new place. You needed to move some uh, You want to leave a message or something? Uh, no. No. Thanks. That's okay. I... Do you want me to tell me stuff? Bye. Uh, no, actually. Please don't. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Thanks. formula is now tied to the global disarmament policy. Any nation, even suspected of resisting Nikolai, or I should say to the UN, will never be allowed to apply for a license. Something tells me there's more to it than that, Doctor. Oh, there is. But the crux of it is this. Any nation that threatens Israel will suffer immediate Extinction. Nuclear extinction. Yes. I don't get it. An avowed pacifist, a rabid disarmament figure, threatens to blow countries off the face of the earth if they don't fall in line? Nikolai knows the best way to keep the peace is to enforce it. And this agreement lasts for... We offer ten years. Nikolai said he would ask for only seven years. So what does this have to do with me? That's the best part. Nikolai recognizes your status as the most accomplished journalist in the world. He is going to ask you to come to Israel for the signing of the treaty. Hi, honey. Just wanted you to know I'm back earlier than I thought. Um, I'll be there within the hour. Yeah, right. Okay, Dad. Is, is there something wrong? No. It... It's just that... Hey, hey, what's up? Dad, did you know that Buck Williams is living with someone? What? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I saw her. She was this skinny little thing in a short skirt. She's carrying boxes into his condo. Well, maybe you had the wrong place. No. <laughs> she asked if I wanted to leave a message for Buck. I can't imagine Buck would keep that kind of thing from the group. Well, hang on, Dad. It gets better. I found out there's an Alice where Buck works. A lady in the office said she was going to meet her fiancé today. Dad! Buck's engaged. Well, now, now, you haven't talked with Buck yet, right? I just... Oh, wait a second, Dad. Yeah? Hello. A package for you, ma'am. Just sign right here. Okay. Thanks. You there? Yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> if he thinks that this makes any difference at all. Who was it? Uh, flowers. And of course, they're from Anonymous. I bet he heard I met Alice. Flowers? You can see for yourself when you get home. They'll be right here in the trash. Ah! Chloe, Chloe. What? Calm down. Sorry. 
Okay. Mr. Williams. Oh, it's good to see you, Hattie. The Secretary General said to send you in when you arrive. Doctor, the Secretary General asked that you be prepared to join the meeting in about 25 minutes? Certainly. Mr. Secretary General, Cameron Williams of Global Weekly. Buck, may I call you Buck? You always have, sir. Ah, come, come. Here, sit. Your trip was satisfactory. I don't understand the secrecy, but yes, I'm in one piece. I want us to begin with a phrase, an American idiom, I believe. Have you heard of the elephant in the room? You mean about people who get together and don't talk about the obvious? Exactly. So, let us talk about our elephant. All right? Uh, All right. I confess I was confused and um, a little hurt that you did not attend the private meeting where I installed the new ambassadors. Actually, I wanted to be there and wouldn't have missed it for anything. Frankly, the whole day seems a blur to me now. So, apparently there is no excuse, no apology, no explanation. What can I say? I feel very bad about that day. Yeah. Yes, we all feel bad, do we not? I grieve the deaths of two dear compatriots, and you grieve a missed opportunity. (laughs) So, let us move on. I assume Dr. Rosenzweig discussed the signing in Jerusalem next Monday. Let me extend a personal invitation to you. Well, I doubt the Weekly would send a Chicago staff writer to something that big. I'm not asking that you join the press corps. I am inviting you to be part of my delegation, to sit at the table with me. <clears throat> uh, Global Weekly has a policy that its journalists are not to accept any favors that might happen. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I will be very surprised if you are still an employee of Global Weekly by a week from today. Do you know something I don't know? (laughs) No, I I know of no plans to fire you, no. Though you turned down my offer of employment before, I truly believe I have an opportunity that will change your mind. So, you want to go out to eat with the old man tonight? I don't know. We're going to Bruce's 8 o'clock meeting, aren't we? I'd like to. Then let's stay in. I called Bruce a few minutes ago. I asked if Buck was coming. And? He's not sure. He hoped so. I hope not. Chloe. I'm afraid of what I'll say. No wonder Buck's been cool toward me with that whatever you call her in his life. (laughs) But the flowers. The flowers? What was that all about? You don't know that they were from him. Unless they were from you, they were from him. Not from me. And probably a good thing, considering the vase you've selected for them. Dad! Hey, honey, I'm sure we'll get this all straightened out very shortly. I think. Okay, see you a little before eight. Bye. 
Um, that was Bruce. I, I need to go a little early to run something by him. I thought maybe you could wait in the outer office while we talk. No. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so sure I'm going to wait in the outer office and face Buck alone. No, thanks. You go ahead. I'm going to be a few minutes late. <laughs> Chloe, it's Don't just start, a... Dad. Hello, Steels. Ray, it's Earl. I thought you were coming back from Dallas this afternoon. So did I. The recertification didn't take as long as I thought. <laughs> I either did really well or totally I tried blew... to catch you at O'Hare. Look, uh, I hate to do this to you, but we need to talk face-to-face. You mean today? Yeah, now. What's it about? If I could tell you over the phone, I wouldn't be apologizing about insisting on the face-to-face, would I? <laughs> you want me to head back there? Yeah, Ray, you need to come in now. You are fond of the term bottom line. I've heard you use it. The bottom line here is that I am going to purchase major media, and I want you to be a part of it. The Secretary General of the UN owning major media? (laughs) I'm curious as to how you would justify that. If laws need to be changed, they will change. If ever the time was right to have a positive influence on the media, Buck, it is now. Do you not agree? I don't think I do. Millions have vanished. People are scared. They are tired of war and bloodshed. The response to my disarmament plan has been met with almost unanimous favor. Not by the American militia movement. (laughs) If we accomplish what I have proposed, do you really think they will be a threat to the global community? The U.S. has played a major role in funding the U.N. Are you willing to risk the loss of... I do not need money. The U.N. is that loaded? Few others know this. Jonathan Stonegall named me the sole beneficiary of his estate. (laughs) Really? Uh, He was worth billions. Jonathan was the wealthiest man in history. To him, money was uh, a commodity. And what will it be for you? Buck, this tremendous resource will be used to achieve my lifelong dream. I want peace. Buck, you will never tell a living soul what I have told you today. No one must ever know. You will work for me, and you will enjoy privileges and opportunities beyond your imagination. You will think about it, but you will say yes in the end. We got a problem, Ray. Well, thanks for getting right to the point. What happened? Did Edwards write me up? That's only part of the problem. Level with me. You gonna back off this religious stuff? Earl, I told you, I didn't push it. I'm too old to play games. Now, you found something that gave you comfort, that's fine. But you brought it into the job. You wouldn't listen. You start pushing Nick Edwards. Why couldn't you let up on him? I thought I did. You thought. Then you denied telling him, and I quote... I don't care what you think of me. I wouldn't deny the spirit of that, nor would I see a reason to. I told you before, you're getting close to losing my respect. And I said I didn't care. 
Can't you see how insulting that is? Earl, how can caring about your soul be insulting? I assumed you going to Dallas meant we were on the same page. And then you turn around and pull the same stunt this morning. What were you thinking? This morning? What, what are you talking about? You didn't about? pull the same thing with your check ride that you pulled with me and Nick? No. A- and every other first officer you've worked with for the past few weeks? Talk about God, you mean? Yes. Well, no, I did not. I said hardly anything to him. You didn't preach at him? No. Hey, are you sure this complaint didn't come from the van driver? He saw me reading my Bible and asked about this it. This complaint I... comes from the examiner. Well, it couldn't have. This is ludicrous. Come, come on, Earl. You believe me? I wish I did, Ray. I wish I did. Buck, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well... I'm living there now. I am asking you to expand your horizons. Forget Chicago. Think Washington, London, Paris, Rome, New Babylon. I didn't choose Chicago, but for now, well, for a number of reasons, I wouldn't want to leave. What if I offered you millions to relocate? (laughs) Actually, it's ironic, isn't it? You have a corner on the wealth of the world, and you say you're not motivated by it. I have very little myself, and I'm not motivated by it either. Then what does motivate you? I... uh, I'm motivated by truth and justice. Ah, and the American way. Just like Superman. (laughs) Or Clark Kent. I am, after all, a reporter. (laughs) All right, all right. You want to live in Chicago. What would you like to do? Hmm. Anything I wanted? Well, I suppose I used to see myself in a publisher's chair, you know, when I'm a little too crusty to run all over the world chasing stories. What if you could do both? Have the authority, the staff, and the publication, and also give yourself some of the best assignments? Well, I suppose that would have been the ultimate. Buck! Buck! Why do you talk about your dreams in the past tense, as if you no longer have them? Well, I guess I just wonder how long this world has. We're still digging out from the devastation of the disappearances, Buck, you insult me. We are closer to world peace now than we have been in a hundred years. Oh, trust me. Join me. You can fulfill your dreams. Let me offer you resources that will allow you to never worry about money again. I can offer you a publication of your own that will allow you to do all you have ever wanted. Your tea, my dear. Thank you. The children went to bed. (laughs) They have boundless energy. They're like their father. They with their playmates, and you with your books. I cannot believe it is nearly over. In one week, just one more week, I will present my findings to the world. It has been a burden to keep all this to yourself. I will be glad when it is over. But? I'm afraid, Tion. Shh. Don't be afraid. I am afraid of what will happen to you. Jehovah is with us, my dear. He will guide us. He will protect us. I pray he will. Every day. 
No one knows the content of my message. No one will know until the hour has come. And then? And then, my dear wife, we trust in the protecting hand of Jehovah in an entirely new way. Left Behind, the dramatic audio series is based in part on the book Tribulation Force by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins and has been adapted for radio by Chris Fabry with music by Steve Wick. Directed and produced by Todd Bustine. Left Behind, the dramatic audio series is a production of Gap Digital and Tyndale House Publishers. Thank you for listening.